This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. As always, I'm your host, Matty Ice, and it's another uh, great week. Uh, Monday was sort of a heavy episode. Started the week off talking about death, talking about two celebrity deaths that had taken place uh, the previous week. And while sometimes it's tough to start, you know, a Monday off or start a week off with some somber, you know, um, sometimes it's necessary. This is the life that we have, right? This is this is what we have in front of us. One of the great things about starting this show and continuing with the show is being able to have a platform to sort of talk these things out to myself. Uh, I know that the people around me sometimes get tired of me talking about some of these topics, but being able to put the words uh, out on the airwaves and have whoever it is that wants to listen, listen, um, and be an active listener is such a great thing. Uh, But sometimes you need to deal with the difficult topics because there are so many of them in this world. And while I don't have the emotional bandwidth to be outraged about every single thing that takes place in this world, uh, there are things that hit me, you know, in some fashion. There are, um, you know, things that make me feel as if I need to talk about them because they're important to me and I know that they're important to other people. So that's what I do here. I point out the stuff that sometimes is tough to think about. I make myself think about it and I think it all ends up working out in the end. This is a great time of year though. Uh, I've talked about in a recent episode or not recent, it's probably back in January because somehow we're at that place where it's already the middle of April. Uh, When Hank Aaron passed away, I did an episode talking about him and just talking about my love of baseball. And I want to revisit that because there have been some interesting topics within the earliness of the season that I think are are important to address. So I love baseball. It was my favorite sport growing up. It was the sport I was introduced to first. And I think it was the sport that I was given the most bandwidth to to sort of fall in love with. It was easy for me to be a part of. Uh, My dad played when he was younger. He had a glove playing catch, that traditional sort of quintessential dad and son uh, activity to do is have a catch with your dad. I was very fortunate to be able to have that. My dad uh, would, you know, watch the Red Sox games when I was a kid. We'd watch them together. We had a lot of fun with it. And it was like really silly stuff sometimes. I remember, and this is, you know, dating me uh, quite a bit, when there was only like six channels on TV and, or, you know, on cable, there was not that many channels at that time. And the Red Sox were broadcast on two. There is Nesson, which is the New England Sports Network up in New England. That was the main place where the Red Sox were broadcast. And it still is to this day. Uh, but there was also Channel 38, which would sometimes have games randomly. And every so often, the games would be broadcast on both stations. And my dad and I would have the superstition that we would decide what channel we were going to watch a game on. And if they started playing terribly, we would switch over or we'd switch seats or do something like that. Something that I always remember. I have so much fun thinking about that. Uh, my dad also took me to a lot of live baseball games. Uh, we went to Red Sox games at least once a year, every summer. My dad had the ability to, uh, you know, he was friends or co-workers with a guy who had season tickets, and we'd be able to get at least tickets to one game, if not a couple of the uh, lesser uh, in-demand games. And this is way back when ticket demand was at an all-time, not an all-time low, but it was definitely not as hard to get tickets as it is today or it was when the Red Sox were winning World Series, right? Um, 
So we used to go there, but one of the places we used to go was the Pawtucket Red Sox, which was a town in Rhode Island, but they housed the minor league ball club for the Red Sox until very, very recently. And that team has now moved to Worcester, Massachusetts. So many memories of going to baseball games with my dad. We'd pay like seven bucks for front row seats to go see the Paw Sox. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he would indulge in a lot of the you know silly stuff that kids love at baseball games. Uh, you know, we would... The, the, the dugouts were sort of these wide open things that were above, you know, where the seats were. It wasn't like huge access. And you had to um, send down what would be like a uh, carved out two liter soda bottle uh, with a ball and a pen in it and on a rope. And you'd send those down and you'd hope for autographs. It was almost like autograph fishing. And as a kid, I remember it being so much fun because I would hold it there before the game, hold it, hold it, hold it. And then all of a sudden I would feel a tug on it and I'd pull it up. And there you go. There'd be a, an autograph either on my glove or, you know, on my ball or something like that. Uh, we had so much fun doing that. Uh, my dad would reach out for every foul ball, even if it wasn't anywhere close. Uh, and they're just there's there's memories that um, I have from baseball related things that I'll never forget that are indelible. Right. And, and they are just a part of the fabric of my childhood. They're part of the fabric of who I am. And as an adult, I grew to love baseball too. I played it when I was a kid. Um, I didn't continue to play it after high school or you know after middle school, but I still love it. And I watch my son now, and I have him watch baseball games with me, even though he has no idea what's going on. Um, you know, I want to be able to give him the opportunity to love the sport that I grew up loving. The sport has changed over the years. It isn't really the game that I remember it growing up. Uh, I think the steroid era changed a lot about baseball. Uh, home runs became king and we the fans came back to baseball after the strike because the uh, allure of the home run was something that was exciting that chase in uh, 1998 I think it was with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa for the single season home run record that was a big deal that was appointment television back in the day we don't really do appointment television anymore so anybody listening who's too young to know kind of what that means um, it's like you you, were, you knew where you were going to be at a certain time uh, on a certain day because there was a game or a show. That's just what it was. It was appointment television. And so watching those games that ended up being broadcast nationally was appointment television because my father wanted me to see the records being broken. It was something that was exciting, especially for him, having grown up uh, knowing who Roger Maris was, uh, you know, being young enough to remember the whole chase uh, for the, the home run record way back in the day for 61. So... You know, I grew up with those things, but things changed. Um, watching the game today, watching baseball today, um, it's a fundamentally different game. Even though the uh, you know X's and O's, so to speak, of how baseball is done, pitcher still pitches to the batter. There's still balls and strikes. There's still the same kinds of hits, the same ways to get outs. Like all of that hasn't changed. It's the strategy of the game that has changed. Uh, everything is analytics now. And you see that in other sports too, especially football is another big one. Uh, but we are so focused on what the computers are saying in baseball that we've gone away from the uh, emotional feel of what is important. Uh, hitters don't go up there to make contact anymore. They go up there to hit home runs. They go up there to you know show power. Uh, balls are not put in play nearly as much. I think every single year for the last like seven or eight years, the percentage of balls put in play has gone down every single year. We've broken a new record every year of the least amount of balls put in play. That's not the game that I grew up watching. I grew up watching you know, manufacturing runs, scoring runs off of singles, getting guys on base, bringing guys home. 
now you set up your lineup to basically maximize how much you can get off of a home run every time. Uh, the idea around these uh, these pitchers, these moves of things coming in, is that you don't want to give up a home run, and uh, you don't want to give somebody the ability to sort of work out of things. It's really funny to watch it now because all of these you know, players that are coming up are younger than I am now. A lot of the players that are in their prime, and you know, there's especially on pitchers, it's like they're not you know given the ability to work out of something. They're sort of bailed out. Um, you know, needlessly in a lot of ways. And I think it's an interesting, uh, you know, microcosm of what we as a culture are dealing with in a lot of ways, because I think we are sort of focusing too much on what young people in this country have to deal with and trying to bail them out of it instead of understanding that adversity is a part of life, you know, it's adversity and losing to that adversity is a part of life. But that's another conversation. Um, but it's become harder and harder to watch because the games take a lot longer and you know it's just not as an enjoyable of an experience especially watching on tv going to a live game is a little bit of a different story you can kind of come and go as you please um it's expensive now right it used to be a lot less expensive but the the ambi the ambiance at a baseball park the people just talking with each other because it's not a game in which you're at full throat all the time until something happens um and there's there's an allure of that to me um this year is, you know, last year in baseball, they had such an abbreviated season with COVID-19, trying to fit everything in, being in sort of a bubble, so to speak. It just nearly wasn't the same. So like the whole thing last year just felt as if it was an afterthought for me. This year, they're trying to go back to playing in home stadiums, traveling, being as safe as possible. And now that the COVID vaccine is sort of rolling out at a larger you know, clip, more and more fans are starting to come to stadiums. But two things have happened recently that I want to address. So the first thing is on opening day, uh, the Texas Rangers were playing at home and they decided to have a full capacity stadium and be the first sports team in the entirety of the country to have a full capacity stadium um, for their event. And it's something that we are working up to. I'm going to acknowledge that out front. Um, you know, we obviously need to at some point come to a place where we are comfortable with being out in public again. I've said that a few times and we have been sort of conditioned over the last year to, I don't wanna say be afraid of being out, but to think about so many different things when we are out. We have been distanced from people for a, a long enough time that it's become normal, it's become commonplace, and it's difficult to really think about you know, being in a larger space like that. I think what comes with that though, is that the state of Texas was the first state to take mass mandates away and at, at a state level. So you now have sort of these two camps. You have the camps of the people who probably are vaccinated or the camps of the people who were never going to get vaccinated in the first place saying, this is a great thing because I want to be able to go to a game. Like we need to be working up toward this. But then there's the other side of the coin in which people are saying, you know, the people that are not getting vaccinated uh, by choice, they're going out in public and they're possibly infecting other people, right? It, they're still... We're still not quite there yet because we still haven't gotten the vaccine to enough people uh, nationwide in which we are uh, you know, getting towards some herd immunity. We're getting there. Don't get me wrong. And that's the goal. The goal is to be able to open up the country to what it was prior to. But it feels a little bit misguided at this point. And I think what ends up happening is we are tying it to the political aspirations of that state. Texas has been a notoriously Republican state for as long as I can remember. And right now, the Republican Party is going through what I consider an identity crisis. They're not really sure of their future vision. What they're doing now is sort of still playing the Trump politics game, 
in which they are trying to sort of further that agenda and be as polarizing as possible without necessarily considering the best path forward for not just the people that are in their small camp, but all the constituents that they represent, no matter what side of the fence that they lean on. And I feel like in this particular case, the fact that these you know senators and congressmen uh, and women are trying to sort of go against what seems to be the best approach for human nature right now, understanding that at some point we're gonna have to lift everything, but it seems very, very misguided uh, you know, right now. And for the Texas Rangers to openly decide that they want to have a full capacity stadium, great for human morale. I think that that's something that needs to be acknowledged. It's good for human morale. People want to sort of, uh, you know, go back to some semblance of normalcy. But it's making a decision that seems to not fit the comfort level of every single, you know, person in that state. Then the you know vast majority of people maybe haven't gotten the vaccine yet, or aren't going to get it. And we need to consider sort of the best way to move forward. And the other thing is baseball is such a long season. Uh, the owners have been complaining about how they're not making any money. I have a really, really hard time listening to any billionaire basically tell me that they're having problems with revenue or making money. I realized that they lost an entire season of revenue from ticket sales and so forth, but the world was just not the same as it has always been. We had to make concessions. We had to make sacrifices. And if these billionaires who are, you know, swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck are hurting just a little bit and maybe they don't necessarily get, you know, caviar for dinner, I'm not really feeling that bad for them because in the end, we're going to be opening up and they're going to be making money. So to me, the idea of opening the stadium on the very, very first home game with such a long season, you have 81 games in which you can make revenue. There's going to be plenty of time for that. And people are going to go back to the stadium in droves whenever it is that you open. But doing it right now feels like a money grab. It feels like it's the wrong thing to do. And sure, the stadium wasn't a sellout. Uh, but in the end, you know, there were people that went there. And so hopefully uh, nothing bad took place, right? Hopefully everything is uh, as good as it's going to get. And, you know, everything is, is good there. The other incident that took place was in the state of Georgia. So a few weeks ago, I talked about the new voter suppression bill, basically. Now, I want to say to... There's a lot of different nuances to what this bill has that is also, you know, giving us a voter suppression feel, but also not necessarily trying to get that in the end. I think what people have focused on is the negative aspects of it, and that's fine. Uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was scheduled to be in Atlanta this year, which is obviously in Georgia. And this is another case where I feel as if the political aspirations of the state legislature right the state representative so to speak is you know being intertwined into the sports realm um the all having the all-star game up there obviously makes huge revenue for the team it makes huge revenue for the for the state and so forth and so by extension technically the people that are putting these voter suppression bills are gaining you know, there's something to gain by having the all-star game there there was a lot of pressure for major league baseball to move the all-star game out of that location and ultimately that's what happened it was kind of surprising because baseball, in terms of the big four sports, seems like the most archaic, uh, the one that is least likely to be progressive in some way, but they did. They ultimately decided to move the All-Star game and they're trying to figure out a new place for it. Um, so what I want to ask, because I truly do not have a real opinion on this, and I think it's something that is up for debate, is, is this the right move to do long term? To me it does make sense to consider 
the implications of having a large sporting event in a state that has just done something that seems to actively go against equal participation in what is considered our most sacred right here in this country. Voting is something that we have, you know, it's our most sacred right, in my opinion. And not everybody takes that right seriously. Uh, we still do not have full voter participation of people that are eligible. There's a lot of people who just do not want to vote for various reasons, uh, whether that's because their state generally tends to go one way or the other. They don't feel like their vote matters. They're not uh, actively, you know, made to want to participate because of different voter suppression tactics. You know, whether that's at the voter you know, registration places, whether that's at the voting you know, polls, uh, we don't really know. There's a myriad of reasons why people don't want to participate. But actively going out of our way to try to legislate that it's harder for people to vote, um, it definitely, or, or I should say, less accommodating for people to to vote, um, especially people of color, right? It, it, it doesn't give us a good taste in our mouths. But I do wonder, what good does continually moving events out of different places do in the long term? Like, they moved, I think, the NBA All-Star game from uh, out of North Carolina back when I believe it was a... They made a, a bill against trans, transgender people. I can't remember exactly the details, so anybody listening who does have those details, definitely you know enlighten me because I don't remember. Um, and they moved the All-Star game out of there. Did that do anything ultimately, right? Like it was good because it brought awareness. It was good that the NBA was progressive and thinking about these things. But then at the same token, the NBA was also very anti, uh, you know, supporting Hong Kong. And Hong Kong was just looking for freedom from China, from communist China. But the NBA has tons of money to make from China, so they conveniently kind of forgot about that. So Major League Baseball, in my mind, you know, gets kudos, I guess, for moving the All-Star game. But what is the ultimate end goal of doing this? Is the ultimate end goal to only, uh, you know, move things or take a stand against things that one set of people believe in? Um, you know, and that's where I, I wonder where we are headed here, because it seems as if there is a... A, you know, two pathways here. You're either a conservative or you're a liberal. There's no in-between. And there is no real in-between when it comes to legislature, right? Like, not every piece of legislature has to be progressively liberal or liberal in general. Not everything has to be conservative or progressively conservative. But there are some things that maybe don't necessarily speak to white supremacy or speak to actively going out of our way to hurt a certain subset of people but these days, when everybody has a platform, we are made to think black or white, for lack of a better term. You can use whatever you want. But like, there's no gray area anymore. And I wonder, you know, the, the movement of these events, the canceling of these events in certain places, just to point out the fact that the state of Georgia right now is making what seems like mistakes in their, in their you know, policies. Is that really what's going to get us uh, going to a better, you know, a better path is that really the best way in which we can use our time and energy because ultimately the state of georgia is still going to make money ultimately the state of georgia is still going to go through with that legislation and now the atlanta braves are losing out on that money uh and some other city is going to you know make that money but what happens when the next city you know like they want to potentially move it to chicago well chicago has major major gun violence issues and our you know, legislatures in general in the country at the national level have done nothing to help us with that. And it seems like the city of Chicago has had trouble doing that. So we don't like that. So should the All-Star game be there? Where's the next place? Um, you know, those are the things I, I wonder about because I do, I do think to myself at times that we are making moves that are right in front of our face, but then the long-term goals are not readily apparent. 
the long-term you know end game of what we would like to accomplish isn't readily apparent i think the overall like 30,000 foot um view of this is well we'd like to come to some place of equality where we're not actively going out of our way trying to suppress uh the rights of other people and that's fine right but these these direct pathways are not readily apparent to me based off of some of the actions that we have taken the recognition of of the the inappropriate behaviors and the you know uh, in the behaviors that are actively going playing defense against equality those things are good but does having the all-star game in another city really make that much of a difference for the end goal it makes a lot of people feel good in the short term but then the next thing will just pop up and the next thing and the next thing and we're not actively trying to figure out a way to have this without these drastic moves and i just want to know where is it that we're going to find that balance where are we going to find the pathway together i don't know if we will but it's just some things that i think about because we're going to have event after event after event like we can't just all not have events in the state of georgia because the georgia state legislature is trying to do something that we mostly don't agree with i mean it's politics it's state politics this is how this works i mean we can't just not have events in all these places that we just don't like because they're not doing things that people in some you know part of the country like most of the people that are feeling this way are the people that are you know against it in that particular state but there's a whole bunch of people on social media who also you know don't live there and are having their opinions on what should and shouldn't happen in their in their state it's tough right there's no black or white answer to this there's gray area and i just you know want us to get to that place and i'm struggling with it because while I give Major League Baseball kudos for recognizing that they had an issue in front of them, I then wonder, is it just the thing that they had to do? Are they doing it because they really want to give um, you know, eyes to the injustice that's taking place here? Or are they just doing it because they're going to cave to the social pressure anyway? Like if they don't move the All-Star game, they're still going to be seen as, oh, you see, they just didn't move the All-Star game. It's, it's so weird. And I wonder uh you know what what when we're going to get there like when we're going to be able to know you know how to actively have a dialogue about these things that is constructive that isn't just reactive it's proactive i'm not sure because humans in general um you know especially here in the united states we don't seem to be able to do it we seem to want to be polarizing with each other we seem to want to not talk about these things and just have these drastic actions that don't end up uh you know, adding to the overall end game. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But either way, wherever the All-Star game is held, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to love it because it's baseball and I love baseball. So a couple of things in the news related to baseball that are intertwined with politics. Uh, but hopefully uh, the season is long. The season is good. And we all can get back to enjoying baseball wherever it is played, um, you know, aside from the politics that are involved in the states in which these players are playing. So that's all I wanted to get into today. Um, yeah, I hope everybody is having a great week. Uh, if you have thoughts on this, uh, please let me know. Uh, I, I'm not informed on it. I just, I'm asking questions because that's what I do. I generally tend to ask questions about a situation that I don't have a strong opinion on outside of knowing that I want people to be more engaged in the voting process and not have legislation go actively against it. Uh, but the other stuff that goes around with it, moving baseball games, doing things like that, you know, I struggle with it. So I'd love to have a dialogue with anybody to hear their thoughts. Um, ways to connect with the show is always uh, mattyicemedia.com. Contact page there. You can also find the other podcasts and YouTube channels we uh, we highlight. Uh, definitely check out uh, Cowboy Season with me and Cleve. 
uh, Cleveland's uh, The Manual, and some others. Political football is going to be coming back soon after the draft, so definitely look forward to that. Uh, and if you're into sneakers, our YouTube channels are filled with awesome content there, so definitely check us out. As far as connection with this show, um, Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast, that's where you can find me, and I would love to hear from anybody. So I hope everybody's having a great week. hope everybody's staying safe wherever it is that you are, and uh, Mike and I will catch you on Friday. Have a great weekend.